0: Hello and welcome to episode 219 of the Spruits & Bruce Podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined by Jay. Hi Dave. And and, and that's it. Where, where is everybody, I know, Jay? I, know,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's like, well, because we're all doing it remotely anyway, you think, oh yeah, if Matt's on, but no, it's just me and you today.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's quality over quantity <laughs> Um That's absolutely what we're going for. Don't, don't tell Matt and Andy. I'm sure they'll be back next week. Um, so just for this week only, And you've got just just myself and Jay. But um, we're going to use this opportunity to kind of delve a bit deeper into what we're doing in the hobby, aren't we? Yes. What personal projects we've got on the go. What we're sort
1: of um, building, painting, what ideas we've got about sort of armies or gaming systems we Mm. want to get into and things like that
0: yeah yeah we'll be touching upon all kinds of systems sigma epic and maybe even some of the old world as well so um, so this first segment's going to be a little bit short because we're not going to talk about what we've been doing in the hobby because we'll, we'll put that in our main segment however what i can say at this point is we have got the news which will be coming up in a moment uh, and we have we have also got this week's community uh, top three in our top threes as well um but before we delve into all of that as i just mentioned let's get cracking with the news so we'll be right back It's really odd when I don't start this segment with "What's in the news, Matt?" <laughs> um, because he, he does it every week. But I'm going to try my best uh, to step. Hold best- on, Dave. Hold on, Dave. What's in the news, Dave? Ah, oh, well, Jay, let me let me tell you. Um, so we've got a couple of bits of news um, courtesy of um, Games Workshop this week, and we're actually going to start off with a bit of heresy news, um, which I know uh, you really like jake yeah, one of my favorite um, systems
1: at the moment one heresy of your favorite is.
0: systems the, the first thing is we've got a model returning now this isn't the, the 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 most sort of what's the word i'm looking for destructive unit that's ever going to grace the heresy um but it's the arvis lighter uh, is returning to the heresy range this is like uh, the imperial navy sort of transport vessel isn't it it is, and it has a total of zero weaponry. <laughs> this thing is literally just a trans- transport for your troops. In particular, the Solar Auxilia, which is which is an interesting one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really, really sort of iconic aircraft from the Heresy era. And I can't remember when it was taken off the Ford World store. It's not been on there for a while, because this is actually, it's the returning model.
0: It's a resin kit, isn't it, I think? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I, I think they've changed it slightly, haven't they? I think this is an updated model. Okay, so they have tweaked a bit. Okay, I did realize. I think that. so. I think so. Um, but yeah, it's got to be a good. I don't know, three years maybe since us, or maybe even longer than that uh, since they removed it from from the web store. Um, it's an interesting one for the for the Solar Auxilia because I don't think they've had any reinforcements for a while. Um, and no, they, Matt had, has...
1: they had some. Um, they had the sort of character pack. Back recently, didn't they? Like the, the 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 surgeon on the
0: oh, you're right table
1: and those kind of things.
0: But they were just yeah. sort of
1: re-releases, weren't they, of all the models, and yeah. they were nice models. Um,
0: now, now I know Matt's been talking about. Um, we know from when we went to Warhammer Fest, which which seems like an absolute age ago now, it was, yeah. that they were talking about um, a new Heresy army, um, and it's yeah, been yeah, yeah. It's been rumored that potentially it could be the Solar Auxiliary which would be a massive deal, if if that's the case. If we, if yeah. we get some plastic models, and obviously what we've also got, or we, what's also on the horizon, is uh, Imperialis, the the new epic mm. uh, system, which has plastic, albeit very mini solar auxilia. Do you think there could be some strength in those rumours with the, the you know oh, the re-release yeah, of the show
1: sure. Well, I mean, in the Legion Imperialis, so the sort of the the new ep- version of Epic, the like you say, the Solar Auxilia, there, and there's actually some new sort of units in there. You've got those heavy Sentinels in there, mm. um, like look like um, really cool robot type things. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, I think there's it's probably safe money on on Solar Auxilia uh, being the sort of mystery army this army this year. But I mean, it's still not. We don't know. It could be something different. I mean, if you think of what armies. You Know you've got traitor guard lost and the damned. Um, there's the demons of the ruin storm, are, 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 are a big sort of um, faction in in the setting. Um, obviously, the sisters of silence they've got a few units, but they mm. could definitely use a range expansion. But it did sound like this was a full brand new army, yeah. Um, soul auxiliary is a very expensive army to sort of collect just because of the number of figures you need, and it's all resin, so it's not, not the cheapest of armies. So a plastic Solar auxilia army, I think you'll definitely see a lot more Solar auxiliary on the battlefields, if that were the case. Absolutely. Um, hopefully not much longer to wait, because, I mean, the the year's sort of rattling on, isn't it? I mean, we're already nearly yeah. in September.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we went to Fest months ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And usually that's kind of the foretelling of the next three or four months worth of stuff. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure it's going to be very, very soon. We'll, we'll learn what that mystery army is. Um, sticking with um Heresy, there's there's a bit of an interesting one on pre-order this week, although I have learned something today which which you might not know. Uh, the Imperial Fists are getting, I'm gonna use inverted air commas here, a new praetor for heresy. Um, but is in the exact same loadout as the previous Terminator Praetor that we saw not sort of four or six months ago. Um did you have any thoughts about this? Yeah, so obviously when the Horus
1: Heresy uh, ages on the second edition sort of launched, the, the Imperial Fists and the Sons of Horus, they were very much the sort of poster boys of, yeah. of the Horus Heresy. Obviously, they were on all the box art. You pick up now boxes of like the um, the tanks and the infantry and things. It's always, you've got examples of the Imperial Fists and the Sons of Horus on the cover and on the back. Um, so, you know, they are the sort of, I would say, that the poster sort of um, uh, boys of, of the of Horus the Heresy version too. Um Imperial Fists have had a lot of, love recently really um you alluded to the praetor we saw a few months ago so obviously with the siege of cofonia they got um an imperial fist sort of character in the cataphractic terminator armor the named character and he was put up against the um sons of horus sort of is it the reaver captain or, or mm. another named character for the sons of horus and um, they've also had some new console options again with the siege of cofonia um but this one was very surprising because like you say this is a it's just an alternative pose of the existing Terminator Praetor, the same Tartarus pattern armour. And I mean, it's a lovely model. Um, it, it just, it, it's very odd. I mean, I, I don't mind, I'm I'm an Imperial Fist player. I've got a big Imperial Fist army, so it's great to get new models for the Imperial Fist. But I do still sort of feel a bit sorry for some of the legions, like the Iron Hands, the Salamanders, you know... They don't have a
0: great selection yeah. of kits or or models or or characters and yeah, I don't know. Now to interrupt you, um I actually learned in the last couple of hours, so um we didn't discuss this pre-podcast. I've noticed that Forgeworld have now got not available on the previous pre tour. So it looks like they've replaced him, <laughs> okay. which seems like the shortest turnaround for a model ever. Mm-hmm. Good job I picked him up not long ago then. Yeah, so I've got it, I've got that one. I think I um, actually prefer that original one with him charging forward with his shield. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, I think they're both nice. I like them both, but you're right. It's a very dynamic model, the original. This one's he's sort of planted his feet and he's got his... I guess it's more of an imperial fist sort of pose for him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, on the whole, I think it's great. It's great to see, you know... It, I mean, if you're saying it's out of thing, you know, you don't even got the options anymore. It's just a replacement. So it's a bit, and I was going to say, it's nice to have options for all the different armies and things, but maybe that's not the yeah. case anymore. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. I mean, what, what interests me most about this release, which it's come completely out of left field, we weren't expecting it at all. Um, I can't remember now if on the um, on the roadmap, I'd have to go back and check um, our notes from Warhammer Fest, where they said there were additional character models coming. I think they may have, you know, actually on the roadmap. Um, obviously, we've got Assault Marines coming later in the year. Um, there was the new Mark of Armour, which I think we've seen sort of images of Mark III on some of the box art or, or something like that. Mm. I think on one the, of on the, the slides they, sh- they showed up, it looked like Mark III Armour. Um, but we also know there's a new Primark on the way as well. Um, now, of course, every Primark has got a model now. Yeah. Um, some Primarks, like Horus, have got two models. Um, and I mean, we've been, me, you, and Matt, and Andy, we've been talking about what this Primark model could be, who it could be. You know, at first we thought, oh, it's going to be Jagatai Khan there's rules for Jagatai Khan on a bike, but we don't have a model for him on a bike. You know, it sort of makes sense. It's, it's you know, The precedent is that models mm. get released if they've got rules, and we saw that with Horus Ascended. Obviously, there was mm. rules for Horus Ascended in the rule, but Libra Hereticus, no model for it, and then they released that absolutely gorgeous Horus mm. Ascended model. Um, so, Jagatai Khan on bike would have been a safe bet, but I, we learned at Warhammer Fest that it wasn't, They, you know, they said it's it's not Jakati Khan on a bike. Mm. Um, so, then we said, well, who could have been there then? And obviously, Logar, um, i don't think it's logar ascended it's logar empowered or, it's, the, yeah. it's the logar when he's you know gone super saiyan basically um could it be a logar model and you know i think based on the fact that you know horus ascended's got got a model he had rules i think that's that's a a good good option there yeah but the fact that we've just had a new imperial fist praetor model and the fact that imperial fist seems to be getting a lot of support recently and imperial fist are the poster boys of the horus heresy 2 setting I for the loyalist,
0: I I just have a sneaky feeling we could be seeing a new version of Rogal Dawn. I think I think you're right. I mean, as much as I'd like it to be Logar because I'm doing word bearers, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with the the Rogel Dawn model as it stands now. I, I know it's got a few sort of people who dislike it, but I actually think it's a really cool model. However, it, it would be nice to have um a a model of Dawn at the end, you know, during the Siege of Terror, looking a bit more. Dis- I mean, he's quite clean looking in that, yeah, Um, current prime, like, a bit disheveled, you know, yeah, he's been right. through a lot, he's seen yep. things, yeah. Um, maybe with a shield that'd be cool,
1: yeah. Well, there's um, a scene in Saturnine where he's wielding a shield and a, and a broadsword fighting, um, Demon Fulgrim. Um So it'd be great to see him in that loadout. Obviously, you know, there's no rules for that loadout, which is sort of lends weight to the argument that it won't be a new dawn. But, you know, they release PDF rules, expanded rules, all the time in Horus Heresy. We've had lots of different units been added to the different legions through that mechanism. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, we could get Primark rules through that mechanism as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure we'll soon see. Like you say, it, it can't be that long off until we we find out. I, uh, I think
1: it was autumn, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it was autumn
0: or fall this year. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we're actually we're still staying on the the heresy train here. I forgot there was more heresy news. More heresy, stuff. Um But this is a big one, Jay. This is well, especially for for the likes of yourself that uh, have been following the books along. Oh um,
1: yes, I know what you're going to say now. I was yes, to think yeah. About
0: it, yeah. The cover has been revealed for the final chapter of the siege of terror novel series the end and the death volume three so on the cover of volume two we had your favorite character your favorite primarch Sanguinius fighting uh horace the cover for book three should come as no surprise that horace is again back on the cover but he is fighting the emperor himself um i'm not gonna lie this is my current work desktop background because it it is a fantastic (laughs) piece of art Um, and if you head on over to warhammer community they've got a a mobile and a desktop version you can download um and that that is currently what's gracing my work desktop um what do you think of this cover jay Uh,
1: i mean the cover is really really cool but what i wasn't expecting a volume three Mm
0: -hmm. so the
1: fact that we're now getting a volume three is just wow and i mean I'm completely up to date. I'm not going to spoil anything on, on the podcast here because I know people are still catching up and reading and stuff and I don't want to ruin it for them. Um, I've read volume one um, mm. and um, I, I felt there was a bit of filler in volume one. And the only, I, I just hope there's not loads of filler in volumes two and three because, you know, when I think obviously volume two looks like it's going to be covering that famous duel between sanguineous and, and Horus. So obviously they're going to be leading up to that, that duel between the two and then, um, mm book three based on what we know of the cover is when Horus you know the emperor finally reaches Horus I, I mean if we if we assume that everything we know about the Horus heresy and how it ends to date based on you know 30 years of Warhammer and <laughs> um, <laughs> we know that Horus slays Sanguinius and the emperor finds Sanguinius lying dead before Horus on the bridge of the vengeful spirit and mm-hmm. then the Horus goes to fight the emperor then uh, so the emperor then goes to fight Horus and is mortally wounded by Horus um mm-hmm. The fact that we've got two more volumes to cover basically those two events suggests to me that there's going to be a load more stuff that gets revealed in those two books.
0: Yeah, I think so. They, um, they've, they've said for a very long time that we might not actually know everything there is to know no. about what happened in those final moments of the heresy. Um it, yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think there's gonna be there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna surprise us. Whether or not it's gonna be as big as maybe Sanguinius not being dead, um, that might unfortunately for you, Jay, might still be the case. But there's, <laughs> there's, there's other things that I think well, we're gonna learn. Well, I
1: mean, Sanguinius has been on the cover of a lot of the. So obviously, that the the there's like I think there's like nearly seventy or someone one of our listeners correct me, but there's around seventy books in the Horus Heresy series now. And you know, the, uh, ten of them. or oh, there's gonna be more than ten of them now, I guess. In the Siege of Terra bit, which is that you know the last sort of sequence. Of those books started with the Last Wall, and basically when the, you know the war had come to terror now the siege had started proper, and mm. Sanguinius has been on a lot of those covers, and mm. it sort of gave me hope that I thought he was on the cover of the last book. I thought,
0: oh, you know, he's <laughs> he's not there
1: lying on the floor dead in his dress like that diorama that everyone
0: points at. When I wasn't going to mention know. it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I sort of had like a glimmer. Anyway, that's gone now. Now the fact that Volume Three's been announced and there's no Sanguinius in sight. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, um. It's going to be really. I really need to. I mean, I'm I'm way behind on the series. I don't know if I can manage to, because I, don't, I think the third one's Christmas time, isn't it, or, or very close to the end of the year. Um, so maybe maybe I can somehow manage to pull out of the bag and catch up before that one um, so, comes yeah, out. So yeah. So I
1: I predominantly listened to that this series in Audible or audio book format um mm-hmm. and i i mean i do a lot of walking backwards and forwards to work so i, I get you know i can listen to about nearly 2 hours worth of audio book a day walking backwards and forwards to work so i rattle through them um i know you don't get on with audio books and it's you know everyone's personal taste and things but i i do find like you know if i'm painting i'll have it on in the background and um you know you can you can, i think most of the sort of seizure terror books are around 12 13 hours um mm-hmm. the the last book the volume one of the end of their death that was a big 18 odd hours that one was it, it was <laughs> a bigger bigger sort of um which is it makes me wonder about volume two volume three they're gonna be 18 hours each as well I mean I, I know I said earlier that I hope it's not a lot of filler and there was a bit of filler in volume one but but I really enjoyed volume one you know the bits where mm-hmm. we learned a lot of new stuff in it and it, it really had me on the edge of the seat for a lot of it. But then there were mm. some scenes where I'm like, okay, that was a bit... Maybe you didn't really need to see that bit. But, I uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, audio books are one way to sort of consume those books, Dave. And the narrator um,
0: is really, really good as well. Yeah, I might try. I might give them another go, actually, because I think that's my best shot of catching yeah. up into the picking up There's been books.
1: some really, really good. So, uh, you know, like Warhawk was absolutely fantastic. Saturnine is a classic. Mm. Um End of the Death Part 1 was very good. Echoes of Eternity, of course, when Sanguinius sort of takes centre stage against Cabanda and, and wow, very, some There's really, really a summer. And I mean, you're building your, your sort of Word wordbearers army as well. And mm. I find um, when you're sort of starting a project, working on a project, it's really cool to have all this inspiration coming from you're different right.
0: formats yeah you're spot on yeah so yeah definitely. i mean erebus
1: plays a big part in the the last few books as well so
0: does he yeah yeah he's in there he's in there interesting yeah all the more reasons check it out um so yeah we know that's um coming before the end of the year which is which is really really exciting moving away from the heresy and into the mortal realms we saw a brand new unit get announced for age of sigmar Uh, It's a new unit of Stormcast Eternals, but not just any Stormcast Eternals. These are Black Talons, um unit so I don't know I, I' have not actually watched this yet on Warhammer Plus plus I, I really need to because I've been I was really looking forward to an animation set is it around. nave or neve black Talon? nave black Talon yeah yeah um she's a knight zephyros um does she have the series... two hammers Duals and two hammers she's got two axes two axes yeah okay I know who yeah. She is, yeah so um the create they basically they the creating models for for her little entourage uh from the series I can't really say a lot about it because I've not watched the series and this is all the more reason for me to do so but what I can say is is this new unit are some of the best Stonecast models we've seen uh, and also you get a bit of you get a bonus uh, deep kin uh, character in there as well again unfortunately i've not watched the series so i can't really talk about how that person's involved with them um but model wise they're fantastic especially black Talon herself do you know what i think that's really cool actually so this is, these are all characters from the animation are they they're all characters from the animation yeah yeah. Oh, see, I think that's dead smart. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I, I'd like to see more of this. Yeah, uh, it yeah. gives me a more reason to watch the series as well. Yeah. Um, plus, so are these, are,
1: these, are, these are these um, uh, are an Age of Sigmar Stormcast unit, or are they for like Underworld
0: or Warcry or something. So the article uh, makes it sound like they're, they're just a Sigma okay. um, unit, but it, it would absolutely make sense if this was available for Warcry as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just double-checking the article because I've got it open, and it doesn't mention anything about Warcry. So at the moment, it must just be a um, a, Sigma, a Sigma unit, um, but yeah, they're, they're an amazing set of models. Check them out on Warcom if you haven't already, um, and yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check out the series off the back of that, which actually ties nicely into my last bit of news and that is that warhammer plus is having a bit of a freebie session so if you're not subscribed um they're basically giving you five shows to watch for free to kind of give you a flavor of what warhammer plus um is all about um tying into this as well during august uh, well since the app launch we've been able to use all the features of the 40k app uh, aka read all the indexes and create army lists on there after the end of august we Unless you're a Warhammer Plus subscriber, you will be locked out of the the making the army list section. So you'd be still be able to check out all the rules for free, um, but you won't be able to build lists within it. So that's one way they kind of tease you with Warhammer Plus. Um, but they're also giving the following shows away. So there's a battle report between the leagues of Votan and the Necrons. Jay, have you ever watched any of the battle reports on Warhammer Plus? I have. Yeah, I yeah. like them. I think that the production quality is <clears throat> fantastic. I would like them to be a bit longer. Um, I think they skip quite a lot, um, but they are the quality is like really up there with some of the best stuff uh, on online. Um, there's an Age of Sigmar battle report between the Gloomspike Gits and the Beasts of Chaos. There's a Master episode which is a bit like um, it's like a history lesson, isn't it? Um, uh, the one that's available for free is all about Terminator armor. Uh, that'd be if, a cool one, actually. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a Citadel of Masterclass episode on bone painting, bone. Um, you've got the eternal episode of Hammer and Balter, um, and that's that's your lot. So those those five things are free on Warhammer Plus between the ninth of August and the twenty second. And of course, you've got the battle, um, the building your battle, um, building your armula. Sorry, available till the end of August. So if you go on and you enjoy those five bits of content, then obviously it gives you a reason to subscribe to Warhammer Plus, uh, which is which is pretty cool. And um, but i think jay that brings us to the end of this week's news but it's not the end of the podcast because we do have our extended hobby updates coming up next So for this week's main segment, me and Jay were kind of chatting pre-podcast, and we thought it would be nice to have a bit of a deeper dive into what we've been up to and what we have planned for the hobby uh, for the coming few months. In particular, because we've both got a couple of events coming up, Jay. Yep. Um, there's there's something else that we're going to touch upon as well, which is going to involve the, the whole sort of gang um so yeah that that's that's what we're going to do and um, so we're kind of going to have a basic structure of you talking about yours me talking about mine but i'm sure there's going to be lots of kind of <laughs> bits where we're going to be jumping in i'm sure this is going to turn into just a general kind of chat about all things yeah, we'll um, probably end
1: up starting two or three new projects by the end of this conversation dave uh,
0: that wouldn't surprise me that wouldn't surprise me jay you know what i'm like i'm a bit of a magpie when it comes to armies um but let, let's start with you uh, and i think if we're going to talk about what you've been doing in the hobby and kind of What's taking up your time at the moment? I think the best place to start is your Blood Angels for Heresy.
1: It is, yeah. They um they have really been a bit of a passion project for the last 12 months. Well, not 12 months, since the beginning of the year, really. Mm. Um I've tried to kick off the Blood Angels a number of times. So if you remember when Horace Heresy version one first launched, yeah, um, it was the Blood Angels that I picked up initially, and I, I picked up some Mark IV assault marines and um some dreadnoughts, Leviathan dreadnoughts and things um and i tried to get into the blood angels then but it, it took a long time for the blood angels to get their rules yeah in i think it was book seven or book nine by the time they got their rules towards the end and by that point we'd sort of we hadn't we we'd, we'd not played much heresy had we really no um so i we
0: definitely hadn't
1: no um and of course, when when Horus Heresy Vision Two was first revealed and announced, obviously I got very excited again because I loved the Horus Heresy setting. I was really excited. To and Matt was also really, really keen to play it again as well. So it was, we were sort of buzzing off each other. It was really, really cool. And obviously, Blood Angels. I'm going to do the Blood Angels. And then for some reason, and maybe it was the box art for the Imperial Fist. I just thought, no, nah, I'm going to do Imperial Fist. And I'd, be, I'd I, you know I'd read Saturnine. I'd fallen in love with Dawn and Sigismund. I thought, mm. no, well, I, I'll do Imperial Fist, and I, I started painting yellow. And I've got like three thousand points of Imperial Fist painted up, and the Blood Angels again were pushed to the side. <laughs> um, then um, we got rules for the Legio Custodes, the Talons of the Emperor. Emperor. Um, and I, um, I've i always liked the Allegio Custodies. I love um, Constantin Valdor. I love some of the sort of custodian vehicles, the um, Corona's Grav tank. I remember when we saw that in the cabinet at a Warhammer day once in um, Nottingham, and I just fell in love with that vehicle. Um, so I, I, the next 3,000 points of Horace House, the army I painted, were the Allegio Custodies. Then it was time for the Blood Angels. So I've been working on the Blood Angels for the majority of this year. We had a 1,500-point um, a doubles event, which myself and Matt went to um, a month or so ago, um, and my target was trying to get 1,500 points painted for then. Um, I think one thing where I struggled with the Blood Angels previously is, is I, I couldn't figure out what kind of style painting I wanted to use on them. Yeah. Um, so with my Imperial Fist, my Imperial Fists are quite bright yellow, and I tried to do a bit of weathering with different um, different textured paints and washes and things like this. Uh, and I really like how the Imperial Fists have come out. Um, then for the custodians, I thought, okay, I went online, I found some YouTube videos. I thought I'd experiment with some oil paints and some weathering powders, and I tried to get a much more realistic, I used a really cool sort of wax-based metallic paint. Um, to get the gold armor on it, and, and went for a much more realistic, gritty sort of dark, grim, dark look for them. I was really happy with how that turned out. Yeah, they look really cool. Um, and then for the Blood Angels, I wanted to get something that looked a b- even more realistic and a bit more uh, battle worn, and 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 not um not so vibrant reds, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I would, you'd, you'd see the traditional sort of Warhammer forty k version of the Blood Angels. Um, and I also wanted something that you know, obviously. Horace Heresy have lots of infantry, really, lots of marines in power armor. So, I wanted something that I could not paint quickly, but paint a bit quicker than a normal army, it would because just because of the amount of figures in the army. Um, so, um, I found a really cool um, YouTube tutorial from um, Richard Gray, oh, um, yeah. who had painted, so he's a golden demon obviously a really really talented sort of painter um and he had a tutorial for how he sort of um used like a stippling technique to paint his blood angels and um i basically um tried that and i, I am really happy with the results so that's how i've been painting up my blood angels and i got the first 1500 points painted up for this event and then i've been working on um units to get them up to 3000 points for the event um next month um so yeah so it's been keeping me busy the last couple of weeks. Um what what I've been painting for the last two weeks is um Saguenia. So I've got I've got about oh just shy of 2000 points of Blood Angels painted now, probably about 1900 1800 points painted. Um and I've got a couple of units I've got a unit of Dawnbreakers, Breakers which are like the elite jump pack infantry for the Blood Angels. I've got them in front of yeah. me ready to paint, they're, they're base coated ready to go. Um, I've got another Sakarin, so I've got two Sakaarans in my 3,000-point list, um, but I thought, no, before I paint any of that, I want to paint <laughs> Sanguineas the Primark.
0: That's a treat, Jay, for, for painting as much that's
1: as you a, have well, done already. It. I think, you know, I've done like yeah. 8,000 points of Horus Heresy, so yeah. Um, now, I, I thought I'd tried something different with Sanguineas, some non-metallic metal gold, which I've never painted before, and, I mean, in hindsight, I think maybe I shouldn't have started trying to paint a Primark <laughs> in that technique, I should have practice on something else. A lot of the tutorials you see online use like Stormcast models to paint because they're um, you've got more flat panels and things. So you can sort of really, because I mean, I'm no expert in painting non-metallic paint, but you're basically trying to like um, paint where the reflections and where the light sort of reacts with the gold color. Mm. Uh, and when you've got like smooth panels, it's a bit easier to do that when you've got like, Sanguinis's arm has got lots of detail and like filigree and things on it. Um, so I, I found like I'm when I'm painting, I have to try and stop myself just highlighting brown, which isn't really what the effect you're trying to go for. No. So he's not perfect by any stretch, but he's been a really, really cool. I've really, really enjoyed painting him. He's almost finished now. I'm just working on some of the details, like he's got a a melter pistol I need to paint, uh, and obviously I've got to paint his wings and his base. But other than that, he's he's pretty much there now. And he's been really, really fun to paint. I've really, really enjoyed painting him. And like I say, he's not perfect, but I've learned a lot, I think. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to trying non-metallic metal on on other armies and other models in the future. Um, the only thing I'm a bit... Not concerned is the wrong word, but I haven't used a non-metallic technique on any of the other Blood Angels. So a lot of my other Blood Angels have got like uh, gold detailing on them, and I've just used regular gold paint. Um, and this guy obviously hasn't got any metallic paint on him. But I think he's going to be. And normally you don't. I, I don't think you, mixing and matching them is really like. Uh, it's not frowned upon, but it doesn't look like great. I think you choose one technique and use that across your army. But I'm hoping with him being a prime model, he's like a centerpiece model. It, it should be okay.
0: I I, th- I I think you're over worrying about it. I think he, he looks. He looks. I mean, I've I've only seen pictures of him. I know Matt's seen him in person. Um, but he looks incredible. And I I can't see why you can't run him alongside your blade. If anybody picks on that because he's in a different style than my days. It, it like no, you say, I'm he's not a that, model. But he's he's an incredible Primark. He's wearing different armor. I yeah. think he's absolutely fine that he's wearing. He's in a different. He's painting a different technique.
1: Yeah, that should be okay. I mean, if it, if it doesn't look right when I get them all set up, I'll just paint another one in regular gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on that subject, though, Dave, you know, Sanguinius, so obviously we were talking a moment ago about what Primarch's coming out this year, and, you know, Logar's probably a safe bet. Dawn, I reckon, is a good, good good bet for Dawn as well. Sanguinius is my sort of dark horse. You know, he's like, he's, he's, he's had quite a prominent role in the last few books of the Siege. And um, Mm. I know when his model came out, he came out with that. If you remember, there's two versions of him. There's the collector's base version of him, and the collector's base version of him looks really, really cool, where he's sort of grappling with this demon on the floor. But Mm. the 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 regular version of him is still a really nice model, but he doesn't look quite right because he's obviously, the fact, you know, they just tweet. I mean, he's got like a different hand outstretched, but he's looking down. He's coming from above. Uh, I like him, but he, he has he has got some um, you know he's a bit marmite I think with the community, yeah, I think so right, he yeah. might rectify that I don't know, but anyway yeah so, they, so that might be the regular gold version of the model I paint if they release it for <laughs> Um but yeah but I'm, I'm really enjoying the um, bloodline so I, I I talked about the dawnbreakers I've got I I recently bought a um, resin Sakaran tank so I've got two Sakarans in my in my army I've got the regular plastic Sakaran that Games Workshop um, re-released for the um, Horror version two, the plastic one with the auto accelerator cannons, and then I was wondering what my second tank would be. And I remember talking to you on WhatsApp, Dave. Like, yeah, yeah. I really like the um, the. I wanted another Sakarin because I quite like the look of them in pairs. I think they're quite cool,
0: and I think the Sakarin's like your yeah, sort of iconic Heresy tank as well. It's my um, it's it's one of my favourite chassis tanks, if I'm honest. That's why I jumped it because I painted uh, one for the website in Dark Angels colours, and I really enjoyed it. I, I'm definitely getting one for my Word Bearers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think I think it's a, like I say, it's like an iconic, and it's you don't get them
0: anymore because they're legends, aren't they? I think in Warhammer forty k now. I think. Uh yeah, I'm I'm still feeling a bit gutted about that because the, I really wanted to get some of those units, especially like that and Siege Dreadnought, for some of forty k stuff. I can understand why they've done it because they've already got a ton of forty k models that you have to keep on top of rules and make sure it's balanced. So I get it. I just feel sorry for like. Well, take, for example, um, I'm a big fan of the Tabletop Tactics guys, um, and one of their players, um, Beard, he's, he's lovingly known as, he's got a massive Iron Warriors army, right. and his Iron Warriors army was full of Forgeworld units. So, he yeah, th- these were way before they were even plastic. So, he had Spartans, he had Sakarans, he had oh, all the different Forgeworld dreadnoughts. They'd all converted and painted, so it looked amazing, in his Iron Warriors 40k force, and then just overnight... All of that became legends. Oh. Um, I mean, they've got so, rules
1: still, haven't they? You can still yeah. use them in games, but yeah, not you know, not officially in tournaments and things or exactly. Warhammer official tournaments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I, well. I, I get
0: it. I'm, but, you should yeah. just
1: convert it to a Heresy army.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you yeah. should.
1: Um, so yeah, so I built. So so I need. Yeah, I need to decide what my second Sekarum was going to be. I thought, oh, I could get a plastic Sekarum Venator which is the one with the neutron beam laser. Mm-hmm. And I was very tempted by that one. Um, but <laughs> we played um, at the doubles event, we played um, uh, 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 an army. Um, oh, I can't remember. Was it the Empress Children? I think it was the Empress Children and Thousand Sons Army. And I think it was an Empress Children, um, Sakhar and Venator. It got immobilized, of course, because it's a centerline sort of <laughs> weapon. Basically, it can't turn once it's immobilized. No. Pivot it on the spot. So you, you're sort of locked into where you fire. So I thought, yeah. oh, yeah. And maybe, maybe if you had two of them, it wouldn't be so bad. But just one of them, I think, you, you know, you can basically get immobilized and then you're, you're in trouble. So I was sort of looking what of a Sakara variants they are. I like the, um, I think it's called the Arcus, is it? Which is like the sort of missile launcher whirlwind pattern yes, one.
0: Yes, yeah, I like that one.
1: Yeah, and that actually, I was very, very close to picking up that one. Um, I looked at the rules for it. Really, really nice rules. Different um, firing modes for its missiles. I thought, oh, that's going to give me lots of options for taking out Terminators, taking out flyers, taking out um, vehicles. I do like that one. Um, but then, of course, I, I, I forgot that there was the Sakarin Omega, which is the Sakarin with the two plasma cannons on the top. Mm. Um, and, I mean, you said, oh, yeah, get that one, Jay, because obviously you like look at that one with the plasma sort of weaponry and docking. I love plasma. So, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and actually, the rules for this thing is r- are really, really cool. Really, really cool. It can take down like a a um, Spartan in a single volley. Oh wow! So, yeah, so I, I settled on that one, and I bought that one. So obviously, this is a fully full resin kit. So obviously, you can get the plastic car in now. This is a full resin kit. So it's been really cool building the plastic car in and a resin to car in. Uh, it went together very, very easily, and you know, they're almost identical. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's nice, and it's got a big, hefty weight to it. Um. And then I, I, I gotta add a couple of more units to my, me, my army. So obviously the the three thousand point Blood Angels army. I'm, I'm leaning into their Day of Revelation Rite of War, which is all about sanguineous, um, deep striking in with you know it's the most accurate deep strike that you can get in the game you know very very good the blood angels are at deep striking and um, the sort of downside is you have to tell your opponent when you're going to turn up and where you're going to turn up so they can sort of prepare but there you go <laughs> they can try and prepare um so i needed to add a load of jump troops to my army to round out that 3000 so obviously we added Sanguinius. i've added my Dawnbreakers. breakers then i thought well you need a compulsory hq with a jump pack so i've decided to convert up a legion um console option a herald who is like a standard bearer type character. And I've used Dominion Zephon as a base because he's holding his two-handed sword. Um, I thought, oh, that'd be good. He could be holding a banner instead of a sword. So I've taken him off his scenic base and put him on a a regular sort of base so he's sort of standing more upright rather than launching himself forward. And he's sort of Mm -hmm. just landed with his jump pack and he's holding this big banner. And I, I needed a nice banner that was sort of flowing out behind him. Um, and I thought, oh, the Ravenwing banner is a good good option. So I've shaved off all the Dark Angels iconography. Mm. And then the actual sort of motif on that banner is like, it's like the Grim Reaper, winged Grim Reaper with a sword. So it looks mm. like an Angel of Death, which fits the Blood Angels perfectly. Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, so he's my, um, my compulsory HQ option with the jump pack. And then we talked um, a bit ago about the expanded rules for the Horus Heresy. So this is where Games Workshop periodically release um, rules for uh, new units for the Legions and things. So these are outside of the Libra Hereticus and Libra Astartes books and the other Libra books. Um, but they're fully legal rules. So they release them in PDF format. And there were some um, a Blood Angels unit that were released that way called the Ophanim Court, which are like a HQ or retinue option for the Blood Angels. And you can give them jump packs. And they're okay. basically like a unit of Centurions. So they've got oh, a really, wow. really nice stat line. Artificer armor, combat shields, big two-handed blades with really, really cool rules. They all have Chosen Warrior, so they're a great unit for your characters because they can accept challenges on behalf of your characters. So I'm thinking, oh, Sanguinius can join that squad. They can accept challenges while Sanguinius goes to work on the unit. And they get some really, really cool rules in a challenge. So their basically weapons become really, really cool when they're in a challenge. Um, So I've converted them because obviously there's no real models for them you have to build them yourself so i've used some old um angels tears models as a base that i had so these are like the unique destroyer unit for the blood angels and then i've, I've used some sanguinary guard arms and weapons and shaved off like them wrist mounted bolt weapons so they've just got regular gauntlets mm. um, and i've used the um, blood angels um uh shoulder pad upgrades that you can get on one of the shoulders as well i'm really pleased with how they've turned out i've not posted any pictures of these guys yet i'll get some paint on them then i'll post them
0: yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember seeing those. Um, sounds like an ace conversion, but yeah, not seen those yet.
1: Yeah, I'll take some pictures in a bit. I'll, I'll send them to you. So that rounds out, the, it's dead on 3,000 points, that. So uh, I've got a few units to paint before September 9th, I think the event is. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get the Blood Angels already in and off to Warhammer World. And then, you know, I'm pretty sure that was one of my New Year's resolutions as well, Dave.
0: I think I can I get points for that if I do that. Um, I um I really need to go back to the episode and find out what mine <laughs> were because I could I couldn't tell you I actually think one of mine is to get heresy army done. Um, I think now is probably a good time to talk about that. So, um, unlike yourself who have got like two thousand points of blood angels painted already, um, I've currently got zero word bearers painted so far, and I really need to get three thousand points done by Christmas. And the reason for that is we're not. I've got a heresy tournament coming up. But to celebrate a certain member of the team's uh, 40th birthday, <coughs> Matt, um, <laughs> we're um, going to go off to Warhammer World just after Christmas and have an epic size. Um, not epic, epic. I mean, like massive yeah. size. Um, <laughs> it's all very confusing now. A big game of Horus Heresy on um, one of their featured boards, and I really want to be able to take three thousand points of Word Bearers fully painted. I've got quite a few undercoated. I've got a couple of tanks done. I've got my plasma guys undercoated. I've got a couple of HQ units undercoated. Ah, so you made I a
1: good start then. You got
0: yeah. Less I just built. yeah. I just need to get I just need to get painting them really. Yeah. Now the, the way I want to paint mine looks pretty straightforward uh, i picked up quite a few like the transfers and stuff so i just really need to to make a start what i haven't done yet is i haven't picked up um logar obviously we'll wait and see if he is getting a new model but if he's not there's not really a lot wrong with the current model i think he's um he's very cool he's he's maybe not one of the most exciting looking primarks out of the range but he's so, still very cool
1: yeah i i really like him so i think you've got like two sort of Versions classes of primarch, you? You've got primarchs like Angron, Sanguineus, the Lion, Russ, who are you know mid stride, charged into combat, dueling in combat, and then mm. you've got the primarchs like Dawn, Gilliman, and Logar, who are sort of in a more sort of um,
0: regal kind of pose, pose. Yeah. yeah,
1: like, yeah, like a. Uh, surveying the battlefield which works well for those kind of primarchs i think but um i actually think logar he's in that sort of category as well i really like the logar model he's got a really really sort of unique armor design and he's got that mm. massive i can't remember what the name of the mace is called but he's got that mace as well yeah uh, is it like will Breaker or us i can't remember now um or oh, that might be horace's mace i can't remember yeah i
0: think it is yeah
1: um and he, obviously he's got all the script work as well across him um so yeah, I, I do think he's a very very nice model, um, you know. Um, but it, it, who knows? We might see a really,
0: I mean, a, a, a low sort of ascended model would also be very cool. Absolutely. I mean, if if he's not getting a model, then I'll probably pick him up around maybe to reward myself when I'm maybe around where you are, sort of two thousand point, point mark. Yeah. Um, I do also maybe not as much of a priority, but I do also want to pick up at least one unit of the Ashen Guard, which I think on Forge World are around about. Fifty pounds. It's like ten pounds a model, but they're very cool jump pack. Are these they're like, they're the Asher circle. Yeah, yeah, these are nice. The grey jump pack guys. Yeah, they are yeah. cool. So I would like to get a unit of them, Um and I need to pick up some. I'm going to use the 40k possessed yep. for my gal Vorbrack, but I, I don't think there's very much difference between the the two. Um, so yeah, I really need to get cracking on 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 those. I'm, I'm whereas before when we were talking about the heresy, I wasn't. I was struggling to be excited now the only reason i haven't started painting them yet is and i'll talk about it in a moment is because other things have kind of jumped in the queue because of deadlines or or what have you but once all that's kind of cleared and the almost the road is clear i can really start you know get cracking on them then i think um and then hopefully take on some filthy blood angels in <laughs> fully painted glory um, I
1: I really am rooting for you, Dave, to get your three thousand point army. So, well, you know, we're coming up to September, so you've got like just over three months to get three thousand points of word bearers painted up. And I actually think once you start painting your units and you get your color scheme down, that'll be it. Then you'll 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 be able to go through and, and
0: get them all done. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I I really, really do hope so. That's it.
1: It's sort of the goal of seeing your army on that really, really cool sort of um, those scenic tables at Warhammer World. Yeah. It makes all that hard work and effort worth it because we get some really cool photos there. And it's such an immersive sort
0: of narrative game as well. You make me want to paint word bearers right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I know we were technically going through it, but i think this transitions nicely into what i am actually painting right now and the reason for that so my main painting priority at the moment is my imperial guard the Astra militarum and um, we've actually got a team event that we're going to in october i think it is jay mm. um which uh, is um myself uh, you matt and unfortunately andy's working i think um, so Matt Stacy's stepping into the breach with your Eldar, I believe. Yeah, um, Elitok um, Eldar, yeah. Yeah, and that we're going happened. along to this, this really cool team event where we've each got to take two thousand points of models, uh, and it's almost like a drafting system in how the games are kind of um, worked out, like who plays who, which is uh, which is very very cool. And obviously, all the points uh, go towards you, you score at the end. It's a proper competitive. Um, event as well i'm not like a throne of schools which puts a little bit of extra pressure on as well um but it really means i need to get 2000 points of guard painted now luckily i'm actually I, I, i'm doing pretty well on them um all my characters are done and uh, my tanks are getting there my command squad's done apart from bases really what i need to concentrate on I'm, I'm currently doing my shadow sword so i'm hoping to get that done in the next couple of nights and then i think the the big unit that could take the most amount of time is going to be my atalan Rough Riders. Oh yeah, I they're quite detailed models. Those. They are. So I really need to get onto them because once I've got those done, I can paint just a general guardsman because I've, I've been painting some um of the, the the guardsmen that are on the the field ordnance guns. You know, like the pointers and oh yeah, I can paint them so quickly. um So a, a unit of guardsmen, I think I've got two units to paint. They won't take me long at all, but I really need to get these Rough Riders done. I think once they're done. I'll feel like the pressure's off a little bit. Um so they're my priority to absolutely get perfect as perfect as I can get them for the event, all the transfers on. You know, I want to go to the level of detail where like all the units, all the guardsmen units have all got the same um squad numbers on. So like it'd be easy to oh, kind yeah. of pair them up. My chimera, which I've just dry brushed, that's gonna be the 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 Kaskins, um transport. So that'll have like the same numbering and stuff on it. So everything's kind of paired up, um, which I'm really excited to to do. I've completely gone the opposite way when it comes to transfers. I used to avoid them at all costs. And now I can't wait for the transfer stage day, honestly. I know, it's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, I yeah. love it.
1: It's one of those things, isn't it? Where it's like the fear of it. Uh, you get over your fear of it and now you just love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can't, I can't wait to, to start applying some more transfers, especially to the Shadow Sword, because it's quite a big model. Yeah, you've uh, got some good opportunity, some... haven't
1: you? To... Are yeah. you are yours, is it Akkadian army that you're building, or is it your own sort of regiment?
0: No, it is Akkadian. It is Akkadian army, yeah. Yeah, so I've gone for quite the traditional beige and militar green carapace. Um, but I'm really happy with the list I've kind of built, and I, yeah, I just need to get them painted. And if I can get them painted sooner rather than later, it means I can then press on with the word bearers. So yeah, I just need to get the, the rough riders done. What well, what are you feeling for the forty the K team event?
1: Yeah, so I mean I've not actually played any of 10th edition yet. and uh, my mind's been too busy on horizontally really. Um I do need to get to the table for 10th edition. And I, I have to say at the moment I, I, I'm not I'm not really um in the sort of right I, I don't have the sort of um inspiration to paint or motivation to paint a new warhammer 40k army at the moment now i've got a big ultramarines army that's ready to go so i've got ultramarines as a fallback Mm -hmm. um and for the last few years i've just been painting 1000 point armies for warhammer 40k so i I painted the 1000 points of a latok Eldar, um and then more recently i painted 1000 points of leagues of Votan, and i really enjoyed painting both of those armies um and I've really enjoyed painting both those armies. Um, my intention was always to go back to the Alatoc and add an extra thousand points of sort of Wraith host to the Alatoc. So Wraith mm. guard, a few more Wraith lord, a spirit seer, <clears throat> that kind of thing. Um, and also potentially if we got a second wave of Eldar models, if you remember when the um, ninth edition Eldar, Craftworld Eldar Codex came out, they got um, a load of sort of... Um, um, uh, uh, new plastic kits for for certain yeah. like uh, Dark Reapers weren't there and um, was it that, uh, the
0: Howling Banshees and stuff?
1: Howling Banshees came out a little bit early, didn't they? Oh, but yeah, okay. some of the aspects got plastic kits, the so Shining Spears. Um, but I was really waiting for warp spiders and sweeping hawks and they never materialised. So I thought, oh you know, I imagine Eldar will get uh, some additional kits at some stage. Maybe I'll go back and add a thousand points of Eldar then. And likewise for the Leagues of Otans. So I've got a thousand points of Leagues of Votan painted up. Really enjoy painting these guys up my own custom sort of um um hold. Um and then the attention then was, you know, when we get a second Votan Codex, because uh, it, you know there weren't, there wasn't a great unit selection for these Botan and there was hints in the uh, Codex of like aircraft and and um, mm. massive um, uh, colossus um, um, artillery engines and things like this. Uh, I've always felt they want, they need a dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, a they dreadnought do need equivalent. some sort of dreadnought. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, oh well, I'll... unfortunately, this events come before. Uh, any of that has happened. So <laughs> I'm left with a thousand points of dwarves, a thousand points of elves, which I can't use together. Um, all my ultra really. really. Um, so I, I think once I've got the Blood Angels done for September, my intention is, and you very kindly for my birthday bought me some um, um, Botan Berserks, the Killian uh, yeah. Berserks, which, like the dwarf says, I, and I've been messing around with some lists. I, I, I think I would like to try and get the Leagues of OTAN up to 2000 points. I don't know, adding a unit of 10 of the Berserks, uh, 10 Hearthguard, uh, hear Hearthguard, two Sagittars, um, and a couple of characters. That should get me up to the 2000 mark. Whether I can realistically get that painted before the event or not is we'll have to see. Mm. Um, I have to say as well, and this is never going to happen, but. Sisters of Battle have been taking, you know, I've been getting, piquing me interest. Really? Yeah, they have. There's a really nice model range of Sisters of Battle and, and they've got a really cool mechanic. And I think, I sort of feel of a lot of the 10th edition sort of indexes, a lot of the armies have lost a bit of, of their flavor. unique sort of character and flavor. And I mean, I'm looking at Blood Angels. I did want to do a Blood Angels 40k army, but I can't, I don't, they don't really feel like, I don't know, I it's, a, it's very subjective, personal, feeling and maybe when Mm. i've had a few games it'll feel a bit differently but looking through the rules assist of the battle i feel still have that sort of
0: individuality and i think i could get on board with that but not by october (laughs) (laughs) that's the problem with this because i mean at one point at some point i really want to do a sister's army because i really i I feel like they'd make a great narrative army like you could do Mm. so many things with like writing your army list like um uh, prayer books and stuff like that but they're, they're a really fun army there's lots of diversity but you do need quite a few models they're quite cheap <laughs> so if you did want to do 2000 yeah. points a heads up you're going to need to paint quite a few battle sisters a lot of um, infantry. you know retributors and stuff um or you, you know you have got the war suits and the paragon war suits are
1: nice yeah you got they've yeah. got the vehicles now as well don't you like the um, predator variants which are cool yeah um yeah. So yeah, yeah so they're I a very mean, cool Dave. army. I mean, I, I think I'm going to aim for the Votan and fall back on the Ultramarines.
0: Get a list done for you. What we'll have to do, Jay, is maybe maybe bust out the Ultramarines. Maybe me and you, when you back off your holes, we'll uh, we'll have a a two k game and see how you feel. With I'm assuming you'll have Gulliman at the helm. Um, I'll have my Lord Solar at the 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 front of my army and see how you get on. Yeah. I've had I've had a few games of ten for now. And I'm enjoying it more and more as I'm having more and more games. Um, It's getting around like the things like um, tanks are so much harder to kill now because you don't have all that much high-strength weaponry. Like Mm. you wound a lot of tanks on fives. um, Or you're relying on things like devastating wounds for mortal wounds to get through tanks instead, um, which is great. Which makes, you know, when I take my shadow sword along... I'm kind of hoping that survives quite a long time actually because it's of how tough it is and how many wounds it's got and um, plus I going to I have a tech priest sitting next to it giving it a 4 plus invulnerable save as well. Nice. Um so that should be pretty <laughs> that should be pretty good. I'm really looking forward to that. Um but yeah, yeah, I I'm really looking forward to the team tournament. I think Matt's taking Tyranids. I think Matt's going all in on Tyranids um
1: off the back of uh, the sort of new models we've had for Leviathan. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's a really nice range, isn't it, the Tyrion stuff? And we've, you know, I, I think he had his... I don't know if he's doing his um, second edition metal nids or whether he's going all in he's, on the new he's, um, stuff. I think
0: he's saving those for a narrative event. Mm-hmm. He's going to go all in on the new stuff for, for the more competitive... The that's competitive cool. team event, which is which is pretty cool.
1: And then um, Stacey's got the old Aletok Eldar with Harlequin allies. Which, mm. you see, that's another one as well. See, Harlequins, I really love the Harlequins. But, of course, they've lost everything in 10th edition. So, I mean, they'll probably come back. We'll get detachments and things for But currently, you know, there's no special rules for the Harlequins or anything like that. Or um, the twilight,
0: light and dark sort of hosts have gone. There's so much. I mean, it, it, seem, it almost seems odd that we've not had a codex yet um, to really... Yeah. Know what to expect from all, yeah. These, you know, we're expecting the space Marine and the tyranny codex any time now, really.
2: Yeah,
0: um, and that'll give us an idea of how these books are going to be structured. You know, are we just going to get one new detachment? Are we going to get two? Or, I don't know. Are we going to get a load more enhancements and stratagems? We just don't know, do we? And no. maybe they're leaving it a bit later than I anticipated for them to start releasing these books, but I'm sure they'll, they'll be. Where we're, obviously, we've seen the new tyranny. Um, reinforcements coming. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed we'll get the books. Oh, of um, course, they won the uh, campaign, didn't they? So they got the did, raid, yeah. revealed. Yeah, I, I, I expect we've got Nova, the big event in the US at the end of this month. I suspect that's when we'll see the Space, Space Marines. Marines. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I,
1: I am quite excited to see what we'll see for the Space Marines because obviously we've got glimpses of new sort of veterans, Terminators in the. Um, in the um, Leviathan box, yeah. Um, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm hoping we see more Terminator characters like Chaplain's Terminator, Chaplain's Terminator Ancients, that kind of thing.
0: And importantly, a multi-part
1: Terminator kit would be cool. Terminator kit with a close combat variants, The um, uh, not whirlwinds. What were they on the? What typhoon? Mist? No. Tornado. Uh, cyclone. Cyclone. I knew it was some yeah. some wind thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, some cyclone missile launchers. I mean, I might be able to get a dreadnought and Terminator army ready because I've got I've got a lot of dreadnoughts painted already for the Ultramarines, and the the Terminator models I painted them up for the review for the website, and um, mm. they're really really nice kits. So maybe that's an option: Terminator yeah. heavy, Terminator
0: dreadnought heavy. And there's nothing stopping you in tenth. You can do no, that as long as you've got yep. a character. You can you can absolutely do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's plenty on the forty K front that we we've both got to do. Um, now. Before the podcast, Jay, you actually mentioned to me that you've been doing a bit of non-Warhammer painting.
1: Yeah, I have. So, me and my brother, we really like the Infinity system, uh, Hmm. which is a game by Corvus Belly. We talked about it a bit on the podcast before, and I think, you know, it's quite a a popular sort of gaming system. It's... um, it's a a, a a miniature skirmish game um, set in like uh, the, uh, not so far future as Warhammer 40K. I think it's like the next century Earth time, where Earth's gone out colonized different planets, and then the basically backdrop is, is this is alien species that's invading the human sphere, and there's different rival factions, corporations, and nations that can that make up humanity. They're fighting against each other, and it's not all out warfare. These are more sort of um, espionage, secret sort of special ops-type missions where they're hacking into corporate computer systems or assassinating key individuals from different factions. So it's a much more sort of, um, I guess, more kill team-like. That would be the closest Games Workshop sort of equivalent, I think. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Um, You use um, D20s rather than D6s, um, and it's got a really cool sort of... um, um, activation reaction mechanic. so as you're taking your turn with your models your opponent's able to react and um uh, you know you're, you run across a a doorway and your opponent gets a line of sights that they're able to react and take a shot or move closer or you try and hack you or something like this it's um what first drew me to the game was it's quite it's quite sort of cyberpunk anime inspired the sort of setting yeah. and the models and things and um, there's hacking and but there's elements of close combat there's like high-tech weaponry there's like thermo-optic camouflage it's really really cool um and yeah so me and my brother we, we we've always been interested in and we've always played games in tabletop simulator on on our computers and we've played lots of games as well in person but we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks there's a new um uh, sort of expansion for the game, so I think Infinity is in its um, sort of fourth edition, N4, and um, they're they're releasing this um, N song expansion. So it's up for pre-order okay. at the moment, um, and it's basically the, basically the, what was um, up until now sort of the vanguard of this alien intelligence that's been invading the human sphere, and up until now, mankind has been able to hold off these sort of vanguard but now it's a full-blown invasion of these these the combined intelligence and um now you know it's not looking good for mankind and um (laughs) so this this is the new expansion end song and it adds rules for like reinforcements and things like this it's a big narrative development in the sort of plot storyline of, of infinity so it's got me like me and lee really into infinity again so i've um i've had on my shelf for a long time now a couple of different infinity war bands i've got some pano and military orders which they're like black templars basically
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and i've had some of the japanese successionist army um which are like um, basically cyber samurai and cyber ninjas
0: I really um, like, look at these really, guys. really cool
1: yeah they're nice aesthetic I've decided to get those guys painted, so they're actually sitting on the desk in front of me. I've got them um, um, all sprayed up. I've ordered some really nice custom bases for them, um, and I I'm um, decided to try and get a bit of paint on these over the next month or two. Um, mm. My brother's working on a, a hacker slam army, so these are like um, um, I think that it's like um, New Islam, and they're focused on um, like medicine. They've got lots of doctors, but they specialize in lots of like viral weaponry and toxic snipers and things like this so it's a really really cool sort of theme for that i mean he really really likes them and how they play so he's trying to and they've just had some new models recently as well so he's sort of working on them at the moment um so yeah so that, that's infinity i mean we were just hoping to maybe pick up a bit of scenery and, and have a few games of actual physical models rather than playing on tabletop simulator
0: yeah I, I i really like you look at the images of like the infinity models and i i love them especially those um the, the japanese inspired ones yeah the thing that i, I couldn't really get on with is well, two things one they're primarily metal miniatures aren't they are they still is that still the case so uh,
1: you are right they are primarily metal however corvus belly they now release a lot of these models in this um new kind of plastic as well okay so there is plastic like a plasticky resin type material now i don't think i think predominantly most of it is still metal but certainly some of the like the the drones and the the, um, the remote robots and things and the tags are, are, are starting to climb quite in this
0: um, cool. thermoplastic. The the only other one is is the scale, because they are... I don't know how to compare them Warhammer-wise, but they are a smaller scale than, than Warhammer, aren't they? I would
1: say they're, they're, they're a similar scale to Warhammer, but they're more realistically scaled. So whereas mm. Warhammer, you know, they're more sort of heroic, aren't they, in their mm-hmm. sort of scaling... These are more, I would say, akin to like um, the Lord of Lord the Rings, the Rings? The Hobbit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they are slightly bigger than the Lord of the Rings Hobbit models, but yeah, they are they are um, much more realistically scaled, um, and there is a lot of fine detail on them. Now, I think I'll be here all day. I mean, the only plus side is you only have like ten models to paint for your warband, so you're That's not painting true. an entire army of them. But yeah, but I actually think they lend themselves quite well to like dry brushing. Okay, I actually think they lend themselves quite well to contrast as well, Dave. Oh,
2: that's Um, interesting. So,
1: I think it might be worth like having a look at one or two models. I've got loads and loads of infinity models here, Dave, from loads of different factions. Grab one, try a bit of contrast on it, and see. Yeah, yeah. I
0: might might just do that, see see how I get on. I mean, for me, outside of Warhammer, there's there's only really been one system. I keep looking at it on my pile of shame, and I'm like. Man I really want to build and paint those Um, Which is probably not something you're so keen on Because I know you're not as big of a a, a, Sort of fan of these as me And that's Marvel Crisis Protocol Ah yeah Um, I really like the look of the game And and, and some of the miniatures are absolutely superb And they're also actually um, Just in the last couple of weeks they announced that they're doing I assume it's like a new version of it But they're doing a new starter box um, And and some new kits as well uh, Of all these different heroes And I, I really want to get some of those built and painted. Um I don't so um, Yeah.
1: Andy and Matt have done they've painted a lot of um a lot of the Marvel stuff, haven't
0: they? Yeah. They have, yeah, yeah. I think Andy Not did did the Hulk and I think Matt's painted all of his Guardians of the Galaxy. Um so yeah, I've I've been meaning to pick up the um the okay. Web Affinities pack, which is basically like Spider Man. You've got Miles Morales' Spider-Man in there, you've got Ghost Spider. Um I think you might also potentially get, not Carnage, Venom maybe. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I really want to get onto that because um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm kind of catching up on my Marvel TV series at the moment. And as you kind of mentioned the other on the show, we Black bought Library Books Inspiring Your Warhammer. Yeah. Watching lots of Marvel kind of inspires you to want to take some of these heroes to the tabletop. So, yeah, that's um, what I'm kind of hoping to to jump on when I'm moving away from Warhammer. Are you,
1: are you tempted at all by Shatterpoint? Because it's, shat, it's made by the same people, isn't it? It is.
0: Yeah, it is tempting, actually, Jay. Yeah. Um, I've not seen an awful lot on it. I should really watch a battle report, I think. Um, I've I think only really seen images. Yeah, it oh, was at really?
1: the Games Expo, but we unfortunately, we didn't get an opportunity. It's quite popular, as you can imagine. We didn't get an opportunity to play it. My brother did. Now, Connor, this is. And he's not a, uh, he's not a Warhammer player, and he loved it. Really? Yeah, which is, oh. you know, interesting, isn't it? So have you been int- have you been thinking about
0: taking part in that so
1: um i i do think it looks interesting but it's just finding the time isn't it to, yeah well this is um, it yeah and like i've got i've got obviously the, all the warhammer stuff we, we 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 play and collect so that that's the primary game systems we, we do and like infinity and, and um bushido as well i play a lot of bushido with my brother i like those guy games so shatterpoint does sort of fall into that category to be honest, I think between Infinity, and Bushido and L Four Chronicles, I'm quite happy with just those. Mm. So I don't no, think really want to add to my pile of shame.
0: That's fair. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, we're, I think we've obviously covered quite a bit in in, in this section on, on kind of what what we we're up to. Um, I will kind of give a little bit of a teaser. I think I might have teased this in the last episode. We are looking kind of off the back of. Um, the white dwarf magazine series kickstarting their new uh, series both in sigma and 40k of doing our own sort of tale of warlords um under less pressure shall we say because i think we've tried this before and maybe we've set the bar a bit too high or there's been other stuff going on and we've, we've never kind of kept up to date with it um so we're trying kind of behind the scenes to to do it again, but to hopefully do it to some sort of completion, it's it's probably going to be forty k. But we're kind of going to sit down and because you'll know, try and get sort of yourself involved. I know you kind of come away from forty k a bit, but maybe get you started. Maybe the sisters for you, Jay. Uh, maybe yeah. that'd be a great time to kind of jump in because, like I say, we don't want to kind of say right, let's get a thousand points painted in two months. It'll probably be more like right, we're going to paint a character this month for yeah. For the next month, we're just going to paint a unit. So it's not high pressure stakes and you know it could be a little while till we've got enough models painted to have a game but i think that that'd be nice to have something a bit more slower paced yeah um that hopefully we can kind of update and maybe get the community involved in um so so yeah i mean would you be tempted to do the sisters for something like that oh see when we talked about this it was the votan that i
1: wanted to to do for that um, but obviously if I'm gonna be trying to paint a thousand points of OTAN for October, that I don't you know, I don't think I'd I'd have there's not any additional units I would like to paint during the Tales of Paints. So the sister of the battle might be a good one for that, because I could pick up a character yeah. or two, couldn't I and try that? Yeah. I'll have to have a think, you know. Um, there's
0: certainly no chaos armies that take my fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm very tempted to do my uh, word bearers um, for for if we we do settle on 40k, either them or perhaps the Death Watch finally um, Deathwatch. Yeah. Do you know? I, I always see, see, see the um, there's a really cool converted Deathwatch army at Warhammer World. Oh, where... I know the one. Yeah. I was staring at that cabinet for about an hour. It's very um, inspiring, isn't it? It's very inspiring. Everything, every model looks different. Yeah. Um, quite intimidating, but yeah, an incredible looking army that is uh, really, really nice. Um, you know what, Jay? I think I think we're gonna call it at that point. Um, for this section. Um it'd be interesting to obviously well, we'll have to catch up with Andy and Matt and, and see what we're, what they're doing in uh, maybe a future podcast and see what their plans are for the team events and, and other tournaments they've got coming up uh, and maybe some other stuff outside of Warhammer as well because you know like you say Jay and um, Matt sorry and Andy have been painting some crisis Protocol so um, yeah we'll have to catch up with them next time they're on um, but for now um, we do have Our top three uh, to go. So I think we'll take a slight pause and come back with that. And so we move on to this week's top three. And for this week's top three, we're going to be chatting about the kits we'd like to see return. For the old world so over time we've slowly seen the warhammer fantasy stuff disappear and um, but i think quite a few kits are going to be coming back from what we hear jay yeah i mean <laughs> they sort of teased the
1: initial not teased they've revealed the lots sort of launch factions mm. um and then in a lot of the warhammer community sort of articles we've seen images of like older models
0: um elven yeah. spearmen dwarven warriors orcs i'm excited yeah. So what we're going to do, uh, between myself and Jay, we're going to discuss our sort of three favourites we'd like to see come back. Uh, and then we'll be rounding out the podcast and the final segment uh, when we'll be reading out the community choices. Um, so uh, Jay, do you want to start us off? What, what's your top three units you'd like to see return for the old world? So these are all characters, not
1: units for me, all characters. Um, because um, <laughs> these are like... I don't know, I just love these characters. The first one is going to probably surprise you a little bit. It's Grimgore Einhide, Ooh, the Orc. The Black Orc war boss. I just, he's just such an iconic character from Warhammer Fantasy. In my memories of Warhammer Fantasy, my brother had this model for his Orc's army, his uh, Greenskins, of course. Greenskins back then, they were a lot of fun, weren't they, with their animosity, Night Goblin fanatics, hidden in units, Doom Diver catapults, that kind of stuff. They were a really, really cool army. They were like um, the
0: most unreliable faction in a way. Yeah, isn't? they
1: were, but they did hit hard. Yeah. Um the only one that was reliable was Grimgore Ironhide. Hmm. Um I actually think uh, I'm pretty sure he became the incarnate beast didn't he? Or something or did he kill the incarnate beast at, in the he end did. times? Yeah. Something like that. I remember he um it was um uh, was it Arkham the Everchosen wasn't it? And um I'm pretty sure Grimgore Ironhide sort of beat him as well and walked off or something I can't remember now. I'll have to go back and read. Yeah, something like that. But he was good. He was cool. It's a really cool model. If I remember the model, right, he's got a really big axe. And the axe had a special... Was the, Oh, I can't remember what the name of the axe was now. It had a special name, the axe did. And um, he, in his other hand, he had the head of a um, Empire Knight. Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Very cool model. Um, the second model that I would love to be re-released in metal, um, I never picked this model up. I've got no idea why I never picked this model up. It's a four-grim grudge-bearer. The dwarf high king on his throne, carried by so he was like a sort of oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, a, a reimagined because obviously I've got the old dwarf um, lord carried on the on, with the shield bearers, he stood on top of the shield yeah. with his two handed axe, really, really nice model. And a four grim grudge bearer sort of took that to another level. It was a bit like the um, uh, what's what's the ogre called for the um, the
0: gold eater, gold eater, gold tooth or something like that, yeah. Tooth. Grease's um, Gold
1: Tooth. Grease's Gold Tooth, that's it. Yeah, he's like sort of quite a bit similar, sort of like a uh, silhouette to uh, good Grud- bearer. He's got the, uh, the Book of Grudges in front of him, a really, really cool sort of set of armor and a big axe. Uh, I don't know why I never picked that guy up. No, I'm so, surprised. Yeah. He had every other model. I, know, in I don't anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, and then the last model, I really like this model. It's um, Elfari in the Blind
0: ah uh, i was supposed to be finding mine. you were mom. supposed to look for this yeah, yeah that,
1: that's why he's on my top three Dave, it's just uh just a reminder, reminder
0: sort of yeah. reminder i will i will have a look for him i'm sure i've got him somewhere i used to have him i'm, I'm sure i've still got him somewhere he's got a sort of a,
1: a i mean there's been multiple Elfarian characters over the years so obviously there was alfarian uh, he was he was quite a sort of um uh a proud you know um, quite uh, uh, looks down his nose of elves and things, quite snobby sort of uh, elf mm. lord back in the day. He used to have his griffin, was it um, something fang? Stormfang? Stormfang or something, yeah, it was griffin. Um, and I'm pretty sure he had sort of like a bit of a rivalry with Grom the Paunch. Um, mm. But then he was shamed and humbled and blinded and then he trained at the uh, Tower of Hoeth with the Swordmasters, and there was some really, really nice artwork of him fighting, but he you know, he had to get over this arrogance that he had. Mm. Um, so this model of him in foot, he's got um, a, a, a sort of Swordmasters, um, sort of Hoeth-type uh, weapon that he's holding in like a defensive pose. He's got this like red... Um, thingy over his eyes, so he, obviously he's blinded. He had different fighting styles and stances and things that you could you could use during
0: a game. Um, I just really like that model. And I, hope I really out. like the poses him. in. It's a very cool pose. Like yeah. we see a lot of cool model poses, but I don't think we've ever seen one similar to this. Um, yeah, I, I really like that model, which is the reason I've got him. Uh, oh, yeah. I, just, I find him. <laughs> um I'm sure he's in here somewhere. So that uh, might... that's top that's three, Dave. Top three. Yeah, what that's are yours? Um, so, I've I've not gone for any, any characters, actually. Well, not really. Um, so, my third choice, you could probably say is a little bit boring, but if you know me, you know why I've chosen it. Um, and I've gone for the Witch Hunter model they released. I think he was quite one of the last Empire uh, releases. He was. Is he in the long coat? He's in the long coat with a pistol, with a great sword on yeah. his back. He's got the proper cool Witch Hunter gear going on with the hat and stuff. Yeah. He was, you know... He was late like, in the Grim day, Gold wasn't
1: he, with the sort of Empire? Like you say, a, a sort of a, a, a quite quite a, a, a sort of model at the end of the sort of Warhammer fantasy, wasn't he? And then one yeah. of the later Empire. I thought. think
0: um I think he came out maybe around the same time as the Clockwork Engineer. I think you're or right. Maybe he yeah. might have been later than that. Yeah. Um but um yeah, a very I mean compared to Grimgore, like Grimgore, like, but was um, that what I first sort of it. got you into witch hunters, inquisitors, that kind of you know, aesthetic? You know what? I think it might have been. Yeah. Uh, that, that would make absolute sense. Yeah, may, maybe it was. If they could bring one of those back um, for 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 the Empire or whatever, maybe that that'll really get me going for the for the old world. Um, but yeah, quite a simple model, but still one of my one of my absolute favourites. Um, my second choice um, always tempted me to get a Chaos Army, um, because I just I just really really like the model, and that was the Hell Cannon. With the um, Chaos Dwarf crew. Oh, the
1: Chaos Dwarf Hell Cannon, yeah.
0: Yeah, I really liked that model. I mean, when it was in metal, that must have been an absolute weight of a of a model. Um, But I loved the little Chaos Dwarf crew that it came with. Um, I'm pretty sure it had rules where it could, a bit like the Orcs, was a bit unreliable. I think it went on like killing sprees and it could move (laughs) towards the enemy and stuff. It's probably Um, possessed, was it also? Yeah, it was like a possessed cannon. It kind of every now and again it'd go into a mind of its own. Uh, and just charge at people, you know, because that's what hell cannons do. Um, so yeah, really yeah. imposing and very cool, um, cool model. And you didn't—I mean, we saw a few bits of artillery, but yeah, that, that was proper artillery. But Jay, I've left. Some may say you, the you most. You better not constipation... say. You better not say what I think you're going to say. I want to say it. I am going to oh. say it. Is I... this number one? This is my number one choice. This is my number one choice. It's the high elf on that dragon. That Imric, dragon. Imric.
1: The, the original one, Imric on not the Dragon. Imric, yeah, that was very Imric. good. No, oh,
0: no, 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 no. Dra- the dragon leaping off the rocks, uh, wings I need out, say this. Gl- gracefully flying through the air. We see a lot of dragon models at the moment, which are like in static poses. Maybe not so much the, the new sort of Storm Drake guard for the Stormcast. But this was a really dramatic pose. You know, he's flying, he's ah. Oh, Everything about this model, I I really want to pick this model up again. I hope it comes out again. I don't have any interest in getting a high elf army, but I would get this model again, absolutely. And I don't mm. I don't understand how you and Matt and Andy don't like this model as much mm. as I do.
1: You could build three dragons, couldn't you? There was the sun dragon, moon dragon, star dragon.
0: You're right. Yeah, uh, there was
1: the um. Was there, there was a, a special cause you obviously you could put the archmage on there, you could yeah. put the noble and the prince, but there was also, wasn't there a um like a battle mage as well for the high
0: elves? There was with like a flaming sword. Yeah. I think the model has. I mean it,
1: it was a cool concept, cool unit, and I like the different sort of generation of dragon you could um you, yeah. could, um, you could use had different rules. Obviously, like the, the sun dragon was the younger dragon, and then you could the more powerful dragon were like the, the moon and the star dragon. Mm. But the model I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> they could do a, a much better job now, couldn't they? I mean, this is what's going to be really interesting for Old World because, yes, they could just release, and I think they probably will, those old plastic dragon kits for the high elves. Yep, yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, if you compare them to, like, you say, the Storm Drake guard for the Stormcast Eternals, I mean, that dragon must be what, mm. 50, 20 years old, nearly? Yeah. They could do a really, really nice looking high elf dragon plastic now, couldn't they?
0: I think if, if the Old World takes off, because, um, of course, we're going to see a load of new Tomb Kings and Bretonians to start with. Um, I I think they'll revisit ranges like the higher... Uh, in particular, is it like... I think there's six... Is there six factions are going to concentrate on to begin with, or is it eight? I'm sure it's a round number anyway. Around that number, yeah. Um, we'll probably see them go to each of those factions and give them some new models. But for the time being, they'll re-release um, all plastic kits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah i think i think it's all really going to depend on how well it does but I, I get this feeling it's going to be it's going to be very popular um it definitely is between you and Martin and andy anyway um so yeah it's going to be uh, really exciting to see what they do um yeah well there, there are choices now we've had quite a few community choices so i'm going to take a slight pause before coming back with the final segment of this week's podcast and so we move into the final segment of this week's podcast and it is the community top three choices and um, so we've got a plethora of replies this week um jay i think you're going to start us off this week over on twitter or x or whatever people are calling it nowadays it's, it's forever going to be twitter it's the top three
1: platform i um i've loved reading through these it's been so good and it's reminded me of so many units that i forgot existed um so we'll start <laughs> off with Healy J. And I'm going to go in reverse order because I love number one. So number three, plastic hell cannon. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll see a plastic hell cannon or not. I I wonder whether they'll come out in fine cast or resin or metal. I don't know, but you know, maybe uh, the Jabbas life. Oh yeah, that was cool. Which, uh, yeah, we didn't we see like what we thought might have been a Jabbas life in the rumor engine. Yeah. I can't map. remember if that turned out to be something else, though. I can't remember if it, because we thought, oh, it's a Jabba slide for the Beastmen, but we never actually saw a Jabba slide for the Beastmen for a of I don't know. Mm, maybe. Um, but number one, a full karak-kadrin Slayer army. And and Healy J said in plastics, of course, um, the old sort of Dwarf Slayers were all metal models. And hmm. the Slayer army of karak-kadrin that was a, an army list in the, um, st- I think it was the Storm of Chaos supplement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, that's where you've got like—is it Malachi Malikson, who's the engineer with the goblin hewer?
0: Yeah, uh, that was, he was cool.
1: Yeah, and now the slayers got like vanguard moves and, stuff. Oh yeah, it was a really really cool army list that was.
0: Yeah, um, that
1: Nathan was cool. um, says um massive dragons, both living and dead. The original Daft Nagash, and at number one, <laughs> the Green Knight.
0: I think this guy was quite popular actually, but yeah, that yeah. was that was an awesome one. I remember he was one of the first metal models I tried to build and I made an absolute mess of it. And yeah. he's one of the reasons today I still look at metal models and shudder. Really? Yeah. Do you remember
1: the, um, the in the like White Dawson Bretonian Army book and stuff, the painted version of him? It's like an yeah. iconic model, wasn't it? Is that, well, it? must be one of the cabinets at Warhammer World, surely. He will
0: remember. be. Yeah, yeah, I think he is.
1: Um, uh, brain Cell has the Handmaiden of the Ever Queen. Lofen Skycutter and Nastra and Arahan so Nastra and Arahan with the Wood Elf Twins on the dragon mm-hmm. which is an awesome looking dragon I love that model Matt likes the original original of that but I like the more recent version of it and uh, mm-hmm. the Sky Skycutter another
0: high elf unit which I just regret never picking up this is
1: like the uh, boat being pulled by the sort of
0: swift hawks. If I remember you know, right, when Sigmar first landed, you attempted to do an army of these guys. I was,
1: yeah, but they didn't have the real proper rules so, because it was no. like when all the battalions disappeared. and Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I would have done them. I would have done them. The Hammaiden of the Ever queens were cool as well because they were a, um, a, sort of like a, a unit for the High Elves that came quite towards the end of sort of Warhammer Fantasy, although mm-hmm. I think they'd been in the background for a long time. Yeah. Mm. Um, Daniel Reinholdt says the Green Knight, Empire Knight, and Bretonian Knights.
0: Yeah, the well, traces. we're definitely getting
1: Bretonian Knights. Yeah. Um, Bertie Nell says the Green Knight, Knights of the Realm. Uh, he says I know it's confirmed. I just really want some uh, questing <laughs> knights with swords. Lots of love for Bretonians, it seems. Mm. Uh, Tristan has the uh, Kislev Bear Riders, the entire Dwarf range that isn't currently available. Does that count? That's probably like
2: his top <laughs> thirty
1: or something. Um, <laughs> Fatten's hobby. Bone Giants for the Tomb Kings, uh, mm. Ushapti Tomb Kings, and Setra the Imperishable. Didn't we mm. see new Ushapti models? Uh, what
0: uh, was that? We saw artwork.
1: Artwork for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yorkshire Hammer, Night Goblin Fanatics, the Doom Wheel. Oh, I love the Doom Wheel. That's a scathing sort of contraption. That's really Still cool.
0: available. You can still buy that.
1: Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. My brother used to have one. It's very cool. Um, he used to have two, actually. And the Dragon Ogre. Mm. Um, Munchy Dragon says uh, the Forest Dragon. Grom the Paunch, Ariel and um sorry, Ariel and Orion. So yeah, Orion would be a really nice model to come back. He's sort of like yeah. uh, the counterpart to uh Al Ariel. Uh, very interesting. Um Backart, dwarf High King on throne of power. Given the time when the old world is set, this would likely be High King Alrikson. Preferably yeah. in plastic, but I know it'll most likely be
0: Forge World Resin. Mm. Um The Resident
1: Sassmaster, the Grail Relic, reliqua Relic,
0: Relic? How'd you say that? That was the um, the dead Grail king, Grail. wasn't it, being um, carried along by sort of pilgrims? Yeah, it wasn't. Nice oh, no, sorry, it wasn't pilgrims. They were Holy Grail knights, weren't they? Retired knights. Yeah. Um, the Elf Noodle Dragons.
1: Not sure what the Elf Noodle Dragons were. <laughs> <laughs> and terrain. Some seriously cool-looking terrain. JB Paints has the gray, Green Knight listed three times. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> very,
1: very popular. Um, Nerd Brother. High elf white lions, wood elf war dancers, and dark elf cold ones. So hmm. the wood elf war dancers, actually. I've got had a unit, I might still have a unit of them. They were really nice models. Yeah, um, they were. And also the white lions as well. I used to like the old metal white lions. Although the plastic ones were very good as well, but they were quite hard to build, I remember. Hmm. Um TC Repo at Warhammer.social wants to see all of the classic metal dwarfs. And he's put some pictures there of some of the old ones. These are even older than the dwarfs I've got, Dave. <laughs> Uh, Robber classic dwarfs. <laughs> Kit Basher Magos wants the High Elf Lord on Dragon, but he doesn't specify which one. Mm. I'm assuming he must mean a decent one. Um, the High Elf Sky Skycutters and Orc Boar Riders. The Orc Boar Riders were really cool, actually, and the Savage Orc Boar Riders as well. Mm. Um, JF Luana Busquet wants to see Naistra Arahan, Arkan, and the Green Knight.
0: So much love for the Green Knight.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Tiger Dave wants to see the Grail Reliqua,
0: I need to learn how to say that
1: word, the Green Knight and the Fae Enchantress. She was like the sorceress, wasn't she, for the Pretonians, uh, I remember. She was, yeah. Quite elvish looking. Uh, Liam P would love to see the single pose Heil, spearmen and Archers. If they scaled them properly, I'd be fine with having limited poses because when, when their rank and file is done correctly, it just works. And these are, these are the Heil uh, spearmen and Archers before the plastic ones that we sort of played with, Dave.
2: Mm, yeah, mm.
1: Really old school ones. Uh, ben, uh, assuming the old world starting with Pretonian Tomb Guard wants to see the Pegasus Knights.
0: Yes, I'd I love to see to those like come them. back. Yeah, the I used to really Knights
1: like them. And the, I wish people stop put the Grail. I'm just going to call it the Grail Relic, even though I know not that's not how you pronounce it. The Grail <laughs> Relic. Um, glorious badger would like to see the proper Supreme Nagash, and this is probably Matt would like this one. This is the old old, not the not the big plastic, Age of Sigma version. It's the old old one. <laughs> Looks like the, the silly skeleton. hat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Empire Militia. Actually, I forgot they existed. Mm. They were really cool. Um, and the Skullvein Mance and the rest of the scenery. I think mm. Matt's got one of them, hasn't
0: he? I think he has got most of the old fantasy. He's got the old mansion and everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, Darren Winter would like to see the original Wood Elf Warhawk Riders. Yeah,
1: very cool. The High Elf Dragon Riders and the Kislev Winged Lancers. My brother used to have some of them. He used to have a, a, a small uh, a small selection of Kislev models. Mm. I mean, Kislev, they were in the Warhammer Total War 3, weren't they? So, mm. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and actually, we've seen some artwork, haven't we, for Kislev? We so, have. Old, we um. have. Uh, Jack Young has got the original Forest Dragon. He's got the um, Relic Knight again, real <laughs> relic. And he has I can't see what they say. He's just put some pictures. <laughs> and the birdmen of Cat Oh the of Regiments of Renowned. Yeah. Yeah. they are more um, unit, they Regiment Round? Yeah, they're like uh, Leonardo da Vinci sort of uh yes, got yeah. like um, uh, canvas wings on their back. Bunkers. Uh, Jack Shelton would like to see the Empire Militia Kit. Uh, another one for the Green Knight and Grail reliquary. Reliqu- the Grail relic. You know what I mean by now. Yeah. Uh, so just a few more. Uh, Lawrence, Emperor's Hobbyist, would like to see the Green Knight. Missed it the first time round. Picked up a rescue job from eBay. Absolute joy to paint. Would love a modern version. He's done a really, really good job there as well. Posted a picture on Twitter. Um, we've got Pete Planky jabroni the Orc Boys, Boar Boys, sorry, Fantastic kit, just never brought enough. The Witch Fate Tour, which I think Matt also has this as well. This is like the sort of um, arcane tower, wasn't it? I think it's quite modular, mm, wasn't it? You could see it the, was, the side yeah. and stuff. And Chaos Forsaken, not around for long, and they passed me by. But a great source of bits, and I do remember those. Mm. Uh, and finally, on Twitter, we've got Room Brush Pete allison here. Would like to see the Necro Sphinx, the Fortified Manor, and the
0: Anvil of Doom. Got oh, of the Anvil of Doom, great model. That was really cool. That kind of makes me think that that was the precursor to the, the, as they call it, the pizza oven for the Fire Slayers. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And over on Facebook, Andy Fippen has gone for, as an old sod, I have fond memories of Kev Adams' go- uh, goblins and orcs. So if they're going old world, go really old world. So his third choice is the goblin skull crusher Trebuchet. His second choice is the goblin lead belcher organ gun. And his top choice is the Orc Man Mangler. However, as an honourable mention, it would be nice to see a reimagining of the Chaos Dwarf Boar Centaur Whirlwind. Um, can't say I remember many of those units. I don't no, know if any of those so. we have to Google. they are proper classic fantasy models. David Anderson, it's quite clear where his allegiances lie. His third choice is the High Elf Silver Helms. I remember you used to have loads of those, Jay. Yeah. Uh, his second choice was the High Elf Spearman slash Sea Guard, because we saw the Loffin Sea Guard towards the end, didn't we?
1: Yeah, in the um, um, Isle of Blood, was it?
0: Yeah. And his, his top choice is the High Elf Archers. He's also put, give me enough of these boxes and I can conquer the world. Uh, finally on Facebook, Sean McAllerum, I think your surname's pronounced. Apologies if I've got that wrong. His third choice is Orion, King in the Water, my all time favorite old world model, and one I've never had the chance to build or paint his second choice is anything tomb kings the whole aesthetic of the army was gorgeous and his top choice was the green knight i've always loved the look of that guy i think i read those backwards i think orion should have been his number one choice i realized after i'd started reading apologies uh, and finally over on discord which if you're not on there yet um it's quite quite active these past few days on the old discord Um, the links are all on our spruce on our website uh, Brian one I don't remember a lot of the Tomb Kings Reign, so I guess I'm really looking forward to that the most. But his top three are the Wood Elf uh, Wood Elf War Dancers. I will get my words out. The Orc Boar Boys and his top choice is Hag the Slaughterer for the Chaos Dwarfs. He was a very cool model. Oh yeah, he had the crown of some
1: was it crown of domination yeah. or crown of something, wasn't it? It I'm made sure him he's like,
0: like slightly cleverer. It's like War Boar was like launching forwards, wasn't it? Um, oh, maybe anonymous... I'm thinking
1: of someone else. Then I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of on on the Wyvern. There was one on a Wyvern, wasn't there? I thought that was oh, as maybe
0: as oh, maybe maybe one of us. I'm sure is surely yeah. right.
1: But I do know which one you mean
0: on <laughs> the on the board as well. Yeah. yeah. Anonymous Rex uh, goes for the Yeshapti, Classic Orc Boys, and Classic Goblins. John Lee goes the Dwarf Thunderers slash Quarrelers. They were really cool. And could build them as the um, Bugman's Rangers as well. Rangers, yeah. You? Slayers in capitals and in number one, the Dwarf Lords. There was a bunch of different ones. I'd love to be able to collect them all. I don't, you, my favorite one you ever painted was the one leaning on his um, two handed. That hammer. was
1: the original Grimbolt yeah. Boulder Balls. It was ace. Yeah, he's here actually. I've got him on the shelf next to me,
0: Dave. Ben has gone for proper artillery, scary cannons and bolt throwers you have to deal with using skirmishers and flyers. Bretonian knights, especially the Green Knight and classic S-Dragons in plastic, pretty please. And finally, JD Lee, all the bretonians new plastic knights of the realm, the green knight, new or classic sculpt, and the old man questing knight with the loot. What an absolute legend, again, classic or updated sculpt. Um, some amazing choices. I'd like to see quite a few of those come back. Um, some may be limited based on the kind of armies they've said they are coming back first of all, but like I say, if, if this takes off, um, who knows where it's gonna where it's gonna go and what we might see in the near future? Uh, I know that's probably got you even more excited if that's even possible, Jay, for the old world. Yep.
1: Well, I say. I mean, we didn't talk about our old world projects earlier in the sort of um, no. extended hobby update we did, but yeah, I've got a, I've got, I've been um, over the last couple of months stripping back a load of my old dwarf models, the old Excellent. metal models I've got ready to, ready to start painting.
0: I, I'm definitely starting to feel more excitement for the Bretonians as time goes on. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what else they release for those, and that'll probably finally push me over the edge. I think. Mm. And onto the hype train that unfortunately though is the end of this week's podcast i'm not quite sure what matt has in mind for the next week's top three so just keep an eye on our socials and we'll try and give you at least a couple of days notice to get your top threes in whatever um question he's going to pose to you uh, until then though have a great time hobbying and we'll speak to you all again very soon bye bye